Hey guys, this is Trey of All Sports Best. Just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Of course, it does mean a lot to us here at All Sports Best. You can check us out for more stuff at allsportsbest.com, and we would love it if you gave us a follow on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We have all three, and we would love to chat and carry on the conversation just a little bit further on those platforms. Guys, this time we were able to interview Jacob Barner of England, as a matter of fact, and he's going to achieve a feat that has not been done before uh, for the NFL, but we're going to get into that a little bit more when we start here in just a bit, but just wanted to say once again, thank you so much, and a big shout out to Jacob, and we wish him the very best of luck as he moves on in his journey um, to achieve something nobody's ever done, a world record. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. I'm Trey Gonzalez, and I'm here with a very special guest. I'm excited to announce because um, what he's doing is going for a world record that I think most of us at home probably dream of, but maybe we'll never do. Uh, Jacob Barner consider himself the football wanderer, and you can find him at JBB Football on Twitter. And uh, yeah, so Jacob, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. How's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so to tell everybody back home what that dream is, it's you are trying to. You are attempting to get to all 32 football professional football fields before the 16-game season is over, correct? Yeah, well, it's actually quicker than that. So oh. I'm, try, I'm trying to go to every stadium. I have to hit MetLife twice because I technically need to see a Jets home game and a Giants home game. Oh, okay. And I need, I'm doing it in 84 days, so that's just under 13 weeks. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> So, so yeah. can you just tell us kind of like what went into you deciding, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is, this is, you know, how I'm going to spend this time of my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's been some stadiums that have like always been on my radar. Like I've always wanted to go to like Arrowhead is one of them, mm. Bambo, and then some of the kind of newer stadiums as they, you know, every time there's a new one, they, they look pretty cool. Right. Right. So my list started getting longer and longer. And I was like, I'd quite like to do a trip where I go see five of them or 10 of them. Yeah. And I was looking at it and I was like, I could go see five and 10. And then I'm probably going to want to do like another five and 10. And then I was like, it'd be quite cool if I could go see them all oh, over yeah. the, you know, course of however long. Mm. And then I thought, I wonder if you could do it all in one season. I was like, someone must have done this before, right? So right. I was I was Googling, having a little look, and I saw a couple of people that have done them. And then I came across someone who did it in 2015, and they broke the world record. So the previous, well, the current world record is 86 days. Wow. Before that, it was, it was way longer because it was back when they didn't have Thursday night football. So obviously when they introduced that, it became way easier to break it. Sure. Um, and I, and I saw that and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So then it was a case of waiting for the schedule, seeing is it actually possible? And then uh, when the schedule came out and it seemed it was just about possible, I was like, yeah, let's go. Wow. So, th I mean, this is 
incredible. I'm I'm pumped to hear more about it. Uh, you're not from this country, um, which is some of the thing that I want to talk about too, because it would seem that being in the United States um, to start off would make it a lot easier. But you are actually doing it in a in a way that's a little bit harder than most people have the opportunity. You are from London, England, and just north of England is is where you now reside, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so I'm from London originally, and then I've now moved and I live in the north of England, a city called Leeds. And yeah, it would definitely be easier if I lived in the in the, in the states because there'd be certain games where you could go to and then come home, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably made it slightly more expensive because for every single night that I'm here, I need accommodation. Mm-hmm. So it's probably made it a slightly harder in in that sense, but it also probably kind of makes it slightly uh, cooler because it's like a full three month trip rather than like going and coming back and then going away again mm. and then coming back in between like Monday night and Thursday night this is like I'm going away for three months and when I come back hopefully I'll be a Guinness World Record holder man the way that you explained it it just sounds like you up in one day just decided we're gonna I'm gonna do this in two weeks, I'm That's taking not off. The case. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you had to have planned it out a little bit, right? For sure. I mean, this is something that's been in my mind for a while. So if you talk to my friends, they'll say, oh, yeah, back in October, November, I was mentioning this. Yeah. And at first, I thought it'd be one of those things that you, you know, say, that'd be cool to do, but you never do it, right? Sure. And then as the time went on, I was like, maybe getting a bit more serious about it. And then it got to the point where I was like, right. I got to commit or mm. stop thinking about it, right? Because I was like, <laughs> it's going to get to the season, and I'm going to be sat there watching the game, thinking, "Ah, oh, man, I could be there." Yeah. So I was like, I got, I just got to do it. So I made that decision in about April time. So in April, I was like, "Cool, right? Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take some time off." And then it was a case of planning, which took a long, long time. Yeah. Okay. So you took the time off. Uh, did you save up for it? Do you feel like you were, I mean, did you get sponsors for it? Like what, what went into the financial, um, comfortability to do this? So I had been saving up over the past few years and I'd always said, right, if I hit a certain number of savings, Mm. then I will use that as the down payment for a house. That's what it was always had, had kind of been for. Um, and, then when I thought, I want to do this, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do this instead. Wow. I was like, I don't, I, I don't know if I want to buy a house and settle down yet. That's a lot. That's all, That's very grown up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go do something that's like once in a lifetime instead. Because if I don't do it now, I'll never do it, right? Once you have that house, then you've got responsibilities and it'll never happen. Oh, so sure. I was like, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. So, so let's do it but yeah i i'm sure i make it sound a lot more like i just went yeah i'm just gonna go and in my head it was a lot more of for months and months going should i go should i not oh yeah no i can completely understand that you decided to up and go um of course over time like you said we planned it did you go fully solo are you completely doing this by yourself and and you don't have anybody in the states that are that you're familiar with really so I am solo for the duration, but I have people here for bits and pieces. So, for example, mm. 
Uh, I'm currently in Florida. I'm in Florida for like a 10-day span. And my dad is out here for that 10-day span. Oh, cool. So he was like, I'd like to come do some of it. And he just said, uh, you know, I want to pick somewhere <laughs> not cold. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'm doing Florida for 10 days. That's not cold. And then uh, you should have seen us in uh, Miami outside the Hard Rock Stadium, mm. sweating. It was boiling. I was <laughs> like, is this, is this hot enough for you, man? <laughs> yeah. So I've got like bits and pieces like that. So I've got that. He goes, then I've got a friend coming over for like a week. So I would say the ratio is maybe 60, 40, 60% on my own, 40% with people. Mm. And it kind of alternates. I go like maybe two weeks on my own and then a week with somebody, something like yeah. that. Okay. So you said that you have to make like accommodations for where you're going to stay, where you're going to be living throughout yes. the different places that you go. Do you typically use a hotel and Airbnb? Do you call on people, hit them up on social media and just say, can I crash on your couch or anything like that? It's largely been Airbnbs and, and hotels. I'd say it's probably half and half, maybe. It really okay. depends where I am. So for example, when I was in charlotte that seemed like a lot more of a residential city and therefore airbnb was a lot easier mm. but when i was in somewhere like a bigger city like chicago it was easier to find a, a hotel really it's just whatever's cheapest okay. and and a lot of the times the residential cities were cheaper for airbnbs because there's more of them do you feel like you've picked up steam as you've gone like more people have taken notice and know who you are because of what you're doing and and the goal you've set yeah, 100%, 100%. I think as I started to go to games, have like pictures and, and videos from the stadiums and that kind of content that I could then put on my social media, then I got people kind of looking at that and going, oh, that's cool, what's he doing? And then people getting in contact and saying, you know, could I come on podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And it's really been great because once... I do things like this and coming on podcast, then someone hears it and they might go, oh, I'm going to that game. So it's the same same thing. I was on uh, a Chicago-based Bears podcast and then somebody messaged me saying, oh, I'm going to be at the Bears game in Washington and it'd be cool if we could hang out. And that's, yeah. that's exactly what I'm looking for, especially for the ones where I'm on my own. But for any of them, it's just cool to meet all these new people and meet people from all over over because you meet you meet someone in one place and then they're like i met someone at the dolphins tailgate yesterday who's going to be at the patriots eagles game i'm at like end of november wow. and now we're going to hang out there so it's like it's just crazy the kind of people you meet yeah that is that's really cool um so what where have you gone so far what, what have you touched down in so i started out in chicago for opening night bears packers um then i went from chicago to dallas and went to the Giants-Cowboys game on mm. Sunday week one. Then I went Dallas to New Orleans, and I was at the Crazy Saints-Texans game on that Monday. Oh, it was a great game. Yeah, incredible game, an incredible atmosphere. And then I was went to Charlotte from there for the Panthers-Bucks game on Thursday. And then I was in Miami on Saturday through today and then today we've just driven up so I'm not going to Monday night football tonight the reason for that is the some of the Monday night venues repeat themselves so mm. an example is tonight the Jets are playing at home but they're also playing at home Monday night week seven I think it is around that time huh. so that's a that's a day where I can't it's a day of football where I can't go to a new stadium 
So there's only I only need to go once. It also happens with the Steelers. They they play it twice as well. Okay. So instead, I've gone right. Well, I'll stay in Florida, and then I can go Miami, then Jacksonville, then Tampa because Tampa's the following. No, Jacksonville is this Thursday, mm. and then Tampa's the following Sunday. So we've just driven up. So because I'm not at Monday night tonight, I've got a couple of days to chill. So we've just driven up to Daytona Beach, which gets us pretty close to Jacksonville. Yeah. And yeah, that's where I am now. Dang, that's cool. I noticed that on some of your pictures, you kind of uh, are, are hanging out with people. You go to tailgates, you're around the city, you're, you know, of course, in the stadium every time. But um, is tailgating at that level, is it as big as it is in college football? Like you would see, I don't know, you, you see the the college game days and stuff like that, where people are getting rowdy, people are drinking and having a great time. Is the NFL just a great big party? Yeah, I think if you find the right place, then it, it definitely can be. And I've found some incredible tailgates. I'm at these places where they're like private tailgates, but there's maybe like 500 people there or something. Yeah. And you just, you, you're just meeting people and, and drinking and, and everyone's so inviting and nice, especially kind of, once they hear what I'm doing, everyone's been like so cool about it and, and excited about it, which is cool. And yeah, I mean, I've absolutely loved the tailgates. They've all been, they've all been different, but they've all been great kind of in their own way. And I kind of wanted that. Yeah. I don't want them to all be exactly the same because then 32 games in, not that it'll get boring, but having that fresh new experience is, is something that, that kind of, is kind of the beauty of it in its sure. own sense. Um, is the Guinness book book of world records following your journey? Like, do they have to kind of keep dibs on you to be able to confirm that you've done it, done it? Yeah. So I've got a list of requirements. I basically have to follow ah. with, uh, evidence. So, uh, the main ones are, I've got a GPS tracker on me, which I turn on on game days so that they know I was, in you know that area where i said i was right i also have a form a guinness world records form that i need somebody that works for each team to sign that basically says jacob was here for this game and for the entirety of this game wow um so to stop me essentially kind of going into one you know a one o'clock eastern game and try to rush to you know an eight o'clock or a four o'clock game mm -hmm. so I've got that. I've got to take pictures kind of inside, outside the stadium. I need to video every kickoff. So there's a, there's a bunch of things that, that I need to do for them to essentially, at the end, I send off all that evidence and they look at that and go, yeah, he was here, 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 here Dang. when he was supposed to be. Yeah, it's pretty strict, but I suppose it has to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's so cool. So when they sign off on, okay, he was here for the whole game, do you have to go to a certain – uh, person or can it just be oh here's an usher let me just have him or her sign it so it, it could be an usher but the issue with that is the form is fairly in depth it's not just you know i've written it all out and they sign it it's like it wants to know i've got one right in front of me actually it's got it wants to know like address contact information it says like can guinness world records contact you if they need to to verify so they might oh. They might not, you know, not be sure on, on something and they might ring them up and go, right, what time did you meet Jacob, etc. So that's why it's quite tough, really, because if I was an usher and someone came up to me and wanted all that information and I had no kind of prior knowledge of it, I'd be a bit 
you know, wary. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to contact teams in advance so that there is somebody kind of that knows what I'm doing and is there to expect me. And the Dolphins were like, they they need to expect me yesterday and they had like a, a gift bag ready for me and no they way. let me go down on the field. Yeah, they let me go down on the field to take pictures. And like that was that was such a nice touch. That was so cool of them. Yeah, so now you're like a little bit more inclined to root for the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, every team seems to be a uh, so I'm a Niners fan, but every team seems to be uh, vying for that number two spot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you gotta you you've got some uh, choices to make for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Jacob, when did you develop a passion for football? It was around 2013, I think maybe slightly earlier 2012 maybe where i would just watch that was when i kind of got properly into it but i first watched it maybe a few years before that and i think i would just it was on one day so i was watching it and mm. and i i didn't really understand what was going on and then i had a really really old madden i think it was madden 06 oh nice and i tried to yeah and i was trying to play it and I didn't know what was going on. I was just pressing random buttons. I don't know. I was like, why is it, why is it keep asking me? Like, why is the game keep pausing? <laughs> and I'd just be like, Hail Mary, that's the one where they go, go really far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I just used to play that. And then I was like, right, I'm going to sit down and try and properly learn it and watch it. And I just started watching some random games and I got quite into it. And then I decided, okay, well, that's pretty cool. I was looking for a new sport. I was like, I wonder, do they play it over here in the UK? And then when I saw that they did, I was like, okay, I'm going to give that a go. So then I started to play and I played for like six years, one year before university and then four years in university and one year after. Ah. And, and, you know, since then, especially since it, when I was in university, it just like took over my life, took over my life completely, just uh, fell in love with the game. Yeah. Wow. That's quite the story. That's pretty cool. I love the touch of Madden 06 because everybody becomes a fan either because their family loves to watch it or you just like fell in love with playing video games with your friends. So either (laughs) way, it's really cool. Um, All right. So what has been the most expensive ticket that you've purchased so far? Um, I'm assuming you purchased a lot of these in advance. Yeah. Yeah. They've all been bought in advance. Um, yeah, they've all been bought apart from the Jags who have given me free tickets. So oh, cool. shout out to them. Uh, yeah, that was really cool of them. But all of the others, yeah, have been bought. I'm, I'm going to let you guess. Which do you think was the most expensive? Ooh, good question. I want to say it's going to be, <laughs> I want to say it's going to be a Patriots maybe like a, or a, um, gosh darn it. I had one in my head. Packers maybe. So Patriots is number two. Okay. And probably if not for the occasion of the number one would have been number one but number one was open at night at the at chicago oh okay but okay. i think that was just because it was open at night um but yeah that was the most expensive that was like 370 dollars or something like that oh wow okay which is yeah that's a lot i wouldn't can you guess the cheapest Ooh, i'm gonna say <laughs> man <laughs> i, I, I want to say like the cheap well indianapolis colts maybe no, 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 they weren't was that it, cheap, Well, I, I guess it's the Jaguars because they was free, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> Apart from the Jags. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and go Tampa Bay Bucks. 
No, it was the Rams, actually. Oh, really? I was surprised. That is crazy. It's a good game as well. It's Rams-Ravens, Monday Night Football. I was surprised. Yeah, Rams and then Raiders. Those I would were have never guessed. Fished. No, no. Wow. <laughs> Those were two I thought would be uh, quite expensive, really. But, right. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. The range from, from that to what the Bears was, but... Yeah, the Patriots are expensive, as was the Eagles, but I think that's because it was it's Eagle it's Patriots at Eagles. Yeah. So that's a big game and it's Sunday night football. That's gonna be a good one. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, do you ever come have you gone to the uh Cardinals Stadium just yet, the University of Phoenix? No, I do that one on that one's on Halloween, thirty first of October. Okay. That's Very uh cool. yeah. All that's right. Cardinals Niners, that one. Well, we're located in New Mexico, which is probably the closest that you, that you'll come to us. So when okay. you're over there, maybe there's a chance we can link up. That'd be cool. Yeah, well, just before just before that, I'm in Vegas for like two nights. Oh, cool. You may be. And then I'm driving from Vegas to, um, to Phoenix. So, I mean, you'll maybe know better than me if I go anywhere near you at any okay. point. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, all right. Um, yeah. If you could meet one player along your journey, who would it be? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I could meet one player. I would have to say George Kittle. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's yeah. tearing it up. Yeah, he's tearing up. He's yeah. He's probably my favorite Niner because he just seems like a super cool guy off the field as well. He seems like the kind of guy I'd want to hang out with. Yeah. How long have you been a 49ers fan? Uh, since right since the start. Since, as in, not the start of the franchise, since I got in, <laughs> since I yeah, started yeah. watching it. Okay. So as soon as I, yeah, pre- pretty early on, I was watching random games, and the first random game I watched was a Niners game. And my dad's used to work abroad sometimes and his head office was in San Francisco. Mm. So I would get like San Francisco themed gifts when he came back. So, and I found some of them as I was trying to get into it. And I was like, that's a good, a, you know, connection as, as any for, as any, for any team. Right. So sure. I just, I just picked it and I remember watching a game and it was Alex Smith at quarterback and I was like, yeah, he seems pretty good. And then I just <laughs> kind of stuck with it. Through the through the good and the, the the very bad. Yeah, there was there was. Um, so you went through the era of Colin Kaepernick. Um, you it are did. not you're not from the United States, so you might have a different take and a different angle on all the controversies surrounding him. What do you think about him and uh, and everything that comes with it? Yeah, I, f- I find it really tough because I think the way that Americans see their country and kind of their patriotism is so different to how it is in England. Hmm. And I, and I notice that sometimes when I see, cause I know a load of American, like American football, English fans. And okay. I see that sometimes when they interact with American people on Twitter. So I know there was something on, it was when the, the U S women won the women's world cup. And one of the girls was celebrating and then she put the flag like on the floor to celebrate and everybody was like really, really angry at her. And everyone right. in England was like, what's wrong with that? She should put it down. <laughs> but everyone in America was really angry. So I think we have such a different wow. view to it that it's really hard for us to 
to look at that with the, through the same lens that you guys do. Sure. So we all looked at it and was like, yeah, you know, let him, let him do what he wants. But obviously yeah. there's loads of people over here that weren't like that. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think for them to kind of pretend that he's worse than every quarterback in, in the leagues currently, which is kind of the implication if he doesn't have a job. Right. Is, is, is probably crazy. He's definitely better than some of them out there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably got to the point now where if anybody signs him, it's such a big thing that I think the owners are just shying away from the from the media kind of circus that will come with it. Sure. Which is not necessarily his fault, but, you know, I think it, the right owner could, could get past it, right? Because it happened with Eric Reed, and eventually, you know, it took it took um, the Panthers owner to kind of go, look, we just want him on the field. We don't, we don't really mind. And, you know, people, I, I feel like people are over that now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if the, if the right owner was to, was to take, take the leap, but I think the issue was that that, you know, he didn't have a great season after that. So it was kind of, it wasn't like you were going to go, Oh, I'll take the risk because he's. If say it was the season we went to the Super Bowl, mm. then you might get people going. Oh, I'll take the risk because he just went to the Super Bowl, right? But considering he struggled, it's 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 probably tough for them to take the risk. You look, you know, look at look at the Patriots now, and they'll they'll you know, or even the Raiders, they were like, yeah, we'll take the risk for AB, even if he's you know mm. crazy. He's crazy, and <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So, I mean, I like that fresh take because you're not going to get, I'm not going to get that from a lot of people I ask here. You're going to get one side or the other typically. Um, and there's a few people that have mixed feelings on it. My, myself included, I'm kind of on the, you know, on the fence with that. It's not as, yeah. as crazy to me as some people see it, but I, I like seeing it from your angle. So with that being said, what is your angle? Let, let's go unfiltered if you, if you will. Um, and say, what do you think of, like, what is the difference between people here and then in England when it comes to their sports? Is there any difference you notice? Yeah, I I think it's completely different, funnily enough. And I was saying, like, I was just saying this funnily enough at the tailgate, like, that's just something we don't have in the UK. And I think the mentality towards sports is, is very different. Like, over here, all the fans sit together, right? I was at the Dolphins game yesterday, and there was Dolphins fans next to Patriots fans. In the UK, that's not a thing. You have your home fans who make up most of the stadium, and then you have a section of maybe 2,000, 3,000 away fans. So you don't have that. And I think the atmosphere probably benefits from that because you've got, you know, that's where you get kind of everybody's cheering for one team and it's fully charged. Yeah. But then that also probably fuels the uglier side of the game as well, where you see things like fights and hooliganism and, and all that kind of stuff that does, does also happen. So I think the, yeah, that that's kind of a big difference. And I think, yeah, there's just a different mentality in the UK. And I think you see it less with other sports like, Rugby, I think the, the mentality is maybe more similar to how the mentality over here is with football. Mm. And I think you see the difference not just off the field, but on the field. I think, you know, like in rugby, they don't often kind of 
shout and swear at the ref. Whereas in soccer, that'll happen most of the time. Yeah, yeah. You'll get players shouting and swearing at the ref. And don't get me wrong, over here with football, people get pretty angry at the refs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably more the coaches than the players, to be fair. Um, but you'll still get players calling co- calling the referee sir and all that kind of stuff. And you don't get that ever in soccer, but you get that in rugby. Wow. Okay. So there's a little bit of a difference in like respect on the field. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And that probably translates to off the field. So you told me, uh, and I mean, just now you told me that they, you buy tickets, you go and it's mostly home uh, fans and then the visitors have a section. So do you register as like a certain fan to be able to buy tickets? Is that how it works? Or how yeah. That... Yeah. So you buy them through the home club. So if you want to go to an away game, you buy them through your club who have a oh. certain number allocated to them. Yeah. Wow. So okay. every now and again, you get, say it's a huge game because uh, there's only a few thousand away tickets. Sometimes you'll get way more people wanting to go. So every now and again, you'll get people who'll go and they'll buy a home ticket and they'll go sit in the home end and they just need to know to, you know, keep their mouth shut if, the, if their team scores. Wow. <laughs> So it's like a social norm. You have to kind of like go with it. Well, yeah, if you were, no, so say you were in the home end as an away fan and the away team scored and you cheered, you'd be kicked out. Oh, I like You're that. You're not allowed to be there. That's pretty <laughs> cool. That's, that's, I love that. I, yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> so yeah, I won't go to, for the atmosphere. yeah, I won't go to England and cheer for the wrong team. That's for sure. Um, no, no. <laughs> what has been the best food you've had at each, like, significant city or town that you've been to here in America? That's a good question. Chicago. Funny, I waited until the very last day to have a deep dish. And I was asking people for food recommendations. And I went a bunch of different places. And then I was, it was my last day and my flight wasn't until maybe seven o'clock in the evening or something, but I had to check out my hotel. So I was like, okay, Mm. I'm finally go to go get a deep dish in Chicago. And, I must say it was it was very very good. Really, it really was. Yeah, it really was. Was it Lou Malnati's? It was. <laughs> oh man, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's insane. Yeah, someone I said to, I was like, "Oh, where should I go for one?" And they were like, "You cannot go wrong there." And I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a go." And Dang. yeah, it, it it was really good. And I'm not normally like a thick pizza kind of guy. I'm a thin crust guy, and so I was a bit apprehensive, mm-hmm. but it was incredible yeah that was that was really good sweet so that's been the best thing you've had here in america so far yes i think so (laughs) there's been some good there's been some good there's been some good stuff i had uh, i had uh, some really nice uh fried chicken when i was in new orleans that was really good i can't remember where it was from though i just it was Like some of the places you're like, oh, I'm definitely going to go there. And you kind of plan it. And this was one where I'd been walking around and I just wanted some food. So I just walked into this random place that looked okay, had a drink, had some food. And it was like the best thing I had while I was in New Orleans. Mm, Okay. But I couldn't tell you the name of it. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's somehow, sometimes how it works, right? Yeah, for sure. What about beer? Um, I'd love to hear about your uh, beer selection here in America and, and like maybe how it differs from England. Is it true that we have cold beer here almost always in comparison to not as cold over there? Is that a thing? Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's funny because so 
in England, I mainly drink cider, which is not really a thing here. It's, I okay. feel like it's become more of a thing recently um, as it kind of gets imported, etc. But, like, I remember coming four or five years ago and there was, like, no cider. There was just beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I've been here, because there's so many beers, I've, like, tried loads and it's kind of – it's made me, like, start to really like it to the point where, like – we went to the shop today and bought beers when there was cider there. So I was like, oh no, I'm changing. But <laughs> uh, I had a great one at in Charlotte at the Roar and Riot tailgate. And they actually are partnered with a local brewery who brew them their own beer called mm. Roaring Riot. And I was like, so while I was there, I was like, I've got, I've got to try this. And that was, that was probably the nicest beer I've had so far. Dang, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was so, cool. so now you like the cold stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so and and I'm gonna get off of beer here in just a second. But have you done any of the any of the party tricks, or have you tried any of the party tricks? You know, like shotgunning a beer or chugging a beer, or anything like that. That kind of has become yeah. a norm for that. I was taught how to shotgun a beer in Chicago. Okay. Because I had no idea. I always seen it in like movies and things like that on tv but i always wondered like what how how do you do that so we were in chicago at the tailgate and he was like you want to shotgun a beer and i was like i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know how so he was like okay i'm gonna teach you so they taught me and yeah that was pretty cool it was like it was was just similar to like a beer bong right right right. like Mm -hmm. that's the concept right yes sir yeah Um, so yeah yeah we did that that was pretty good dang that's cool um, are you getting, um, right now I know that, you know, like you said before, we've got some things keeping dibs on you from the Guinness book of world records. You've caught some eyes with social media. Of course, some of the franchises kind of know you're coming and, and are anticipating you. Is anybody else, have you been on any local news channels, anything like that, that kind of helps to spread the word as well? I haven't actually. No, I need, I'm probably going to try to my issue of having in terms of going to kind of local places is i'm in each place for such a short amount of time so i'm there for like two days normally so it's it can be tough in the the sense that i kind of arrive i'm either going to the game that day or the next day and so try to get in touch with each of them i need to maybe start doing them more in advance so that i could so I could start doing some local local stuff because I'd I, yeah I'd be uh, really up for doing some kind of local media like you say TV radio anything like that it, uh, if anybody's got any connections uh, in any of the cities then then hit hit me up oh then, yeah because it'd be yeah it'd be it'd be really cool to do something like that that might be seen by more more people and you might just you know you might get again like like everywhere I go they might be just going to the game and they might go oh, cool, I'll go on his Twitter, give him a message, and, and I can just meet even more people. Yeah, that'd be really cool. What is next for the football wanderer? Post-trip or, yeah, or post-trip. In the, next, the next? Post-trip. Uh, so back back to the UK and uh, and back, back to my job. So I've taken unpaid leave, like a sabbatical from, mm-hmm. from my job. So I finish on thanksgiving that's my final game i go back to the uk on the friday and then i'm I'm back at work on the wednesday dang so yeah so life comes back at you hard 
yeah, <laughs> real quick, real quick after three months off. <laughs> do you plan to celebrate Thanksgiving the way that we do? Quite possibly, quite possibly. I haven't really looked that far ahead because it's not a thing in the UK, uh-huh. Thanksgiving, really. So I'm intrigued to see what a proper Thanksgiving is like, really. And it's, it's cool. I've got two friends over for like the final 10 days of my trip. So we'll be all over. We've got like an Airbnb in Atlanta, which is where I am for the final game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if there's any people in Atlanta that want to show us a, a real Thanksgiving, then then let, then let us know because we have no idea what to expect. We were like, are, are, the, are the tailgates going to be empty because it's Thanksgiving? Like, will people all be at home doing family stuff? Yeah. And we, we weren't too sure. Well, what's your experience like on thanksgiving wow yeah no kidding um i actually have a really good friend of mine that lives in that area maybe i can get you connected and and we can see if we can get you that full thanksgiving experience man yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah you gotta eat until it hurts and that's kind of how it works (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, i can get i can get on board with that there you go Okay, so my last question to you, because I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I, I love hearing the differences and, and things like that, and I'd love to actually get you on the show later on in the season if, if you'd come back, uh, of course. Yeah, what, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I was wondering, what do you take away from each stadium? Do you, you know, buy some memorabilia, maybe get the free things and, and pack them in your bag, or, you know, how do you handle all of those? Yeah, it's funny because in a, in a in an ideal world, I would get something from every game, but I haven't got the space for it. I don't know if you've uh, seen the picture on my Twitter of how much I've brought, but I've just uh-huh. brought carry on basically. Oh wow! Because I've got twenty seven flights across my trip, mm-hmm. and each time you want to check a bag, that's what thirty dollars, sometimes mm-hmm. more. So if I wanted to do that for every every single flight that's going to start costing me thousands so oh yeah i packed really really lightly so i was like right I, i'm just not going to buy any memorabilia and and you know my memorabilia will be the pictures and the people i meet etc but i keep getting free stuff at games so like when <laughs> i sat curse. down at the bears it was like yeah there was like a towel um same at dallas in Miami, I obviously got the gift bag, which was really cool. But luckily, this part's okay because my dad's over, so I'm going to give him stuff to take back. Oh, there so you go. that works quite well. And the same when like new people come over, I'm always just going to give them stuff to take back. And then, like, I was at, so I went to an SMU game while I was in Dallas. That was pretty cool. And they was like giving out bobbleheads, and so I was like, I'm starting to accumulate all this stuff. So worst case, what I will do is like post it back, send it back to the uk uh so that i can keep keep my own stuff because i was saying i'm gonna have to start throwing away my own stuff to make room for the stuff i'm I'm getting (laughs) exactly you're gonna come you're gonna go to one of the games with shorts 49ers shorts a jaguars shirt and a (laughs) random giants hat exactly yeah so i would love to get stuff and and I'm, I'm really bad for that. If I go somewhere, I normally buy stuff. Mm. Like I was, So I was looking at it, and I was like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so it was really that moment of, of self-restraint where I was like, I've got no space, and I probably shouldn't be spending on it either. Right. So I've got I've to live for the next three months. <laughs> Absolutely. Jacob, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. I did enjoy this very much, and we hope that we can get a lot of people to hear this and maybe hit you up on one of your one of your game visits 
Yeah, absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, if anybody hears this and is going to a game or has been to a game and has a tailgate recommendation, food recommendation, anything to do recommendation, then feel free to hit me up. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Ah!